Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel America's number one sports book is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, 1123. Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch. Now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Film study. This is Ken McCusick. Joined today by Kevin Anderson. Kevin, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? No complaints at all, uh, other than the usual ones that we've been over so many times we don't need to. Uh, <laughs> so so pissed off about Derwin James. I'm sure you know that one. But anyway, we're uh, we want to talk today about five players who have left the Ravens. So they had a contract year. They left the Ravens thereafter. We each produced our list, I think, a little bit differently, Kevin, but tell them the basis on which you did yours. Uh, honestly, most off a of feel. You know, players you like, players you see potential. Um, Ed, of course, comes to mind. Uh, everyone loves Ed. Ed is, you know, the ball hawk. His final few years was not the Ed we all know and love, but losing him was losing family. I, I can respect that certainly. My love of Ed Reed knows no real bounds in terms of the uh, of what he did for the Ravens. Uh, you know, the greatest interceptor of all time, other than currently the Raven Marcus Peters. Uh, so he's uh, he's extraordinary in terms of his his uh, interception total and everything he did for the defense was just it, it made opponents work around him and uh, and that's what we hope to get from from uh, Earl Thomas but we really found out the other team's superstar probably isn't as great as Ed Reed. I mean, Tom Brady having his name on the uh, armband speaks for itself. Fine twenty every play. Is the it is the ultimate evidence of of another player respecting or another player's respect. You hear it talked about all the time. Oh, he's a great player. 
it's BS until they really have to scheme around you. And that, that Tom Brady armband is one of my favorite artifacts of that. That's a, that's a great point. Absolutely. I, I bring up my number five guy. Uh, my number five guy is Paul Kruger. Now, you know, I've constructed my list of players who had a big year. The Ravens really couldn't do anything about it. They left. Uh, Paul Kruger, a big year in the in the Ravens Super Bowl 47 win, uh, had 12 sacks during the regular season. The Ravens lost him. There was no real hope that they would re-sign him at that point. Honestly, has not turned out to be a terrible thing that they lost Kruger, but he certainly had a great contract year for himself. Got the Ravens a comp- compensatory draft pick. Uh, sad to lose him, but uh, but in the end, I think the the Ravens probably did the right thing not re-signing him. Possibly. I mean, he had, to, he had to, he went up to uh, Cleveland, right? Yes. Yeah, and he did good in Cleveland for a few years, so there was gas left in the tank. Fair enough. You can you can go forward with your number four guy whenever you're ready. Uh, four guy, technically not a contract year. Uh, I had to mention Bolden. Okay, so so uh, it traded, not contract, but effectively was a situation where the Ravens said, we're going to have to cut you, and then they were in a position where they just needed to get some sort of salvage value, whatever they could for him. They got a sixth-round pick from San Francisco. I still hear people talking about that as if that was the something the Ravens engineered a sixth-round pick for for uh, Bolden, but it was a cut, I mean, and, and, and they got what they could at that point. Yeah. I mean, six sounded like super weak in my opinion, but – I fix cars. I don't run football teams. You know, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to that stuff, but, uh, uh, he was a beast. Clearly he had plenty left in the tank. Um, he was just a great player, great teammate, great in the community. Just one of those guys that just hated to see leave. Yeah. Hell of a ball player. The guy definitely embodied the toughness you want in a Raven and, and all the play like a Raven talk, uh, very fairly. Uh, could be a- appropriate for him. My number four guy, Coleccio Semele, uh, played left tackle as last year, but it was really his play at left guard, which elevated the 2012 team on its Super Bowl run and was also terrific in the 14 and 15 seasons uh, before he moved to left tackle at, at the very end and became a much more valuable player. The Raiders, frankly, way overpaid him. Uh, for who he was, uh, they paid the price for it. Uh, not that he wasn't good for a year out there, but uh, but he's my number four guy in terms of a a big contract year. The Ravens lost him. Definitely was very sad to see him uh, go at the time. Yeah, I mean, money talks, BS walks. I mean, later on on my list, I got uh, Kyle Juszczyk. It's money. I mean, they gave that they gave uh, Coleccio Semele money that we weren't even willing to get off of. What are you going to do? Yeah, not. You know, I don't think there was anything that could be done in the Semele situation. It's interesting to talk about bringing him back for this season. I don't think it's going to happen for a lot of reasons right now, but uh, but it would have been an interesting kind of a, a reunion at this point after he's had you know a number of injury problems and some and some tough years uh, the last couple. Yeah. Your number three guy, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to go with Mosley. Big loss, to be sure. Uh, coming right off a season where he'd been maligned a lot for his coverage skills, very unfairly, and yet, of course, had the season-closing interception. Yeah, it's um, it was less damaging to lose him than I was expecting. 
I, I thought our uh, our linebacker core did pretty damn all right after him. I was expecting worse, but he still would have been nice to keep. But again, it's another one of those things where the money he was offered, we were like, okay, have fun, go do what you got to do. Yeah, they, I I don't think they could have they they could have done it. Bashadi mentioned that they might have applied the franchise tag, which would have been I think about fourteen million, if they'd known that he was going to get seventeen million a year, that the market was going to explode. But frankly, I think that being an NFL GM, one of the hard things to do is to decide at what positions can I economize. And the Ravens did a really good job of finding dirt cheap street level talent after four weeks in two thousand and nineteen. One of the greatest GM jobs you'll ever see also great job by martindale to fold in players like fort and Bynes into the scheme they had yeah no question no question i mean the 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 19 defense week one and week two had me scared the 19 defense after that unbelievable yeah yeah sure was all right i'm gonna go with my number three guy is zadarius smith obviously a huge loss after the 18 season um he was terrific as a Raven in terms of his ability to generate some quarterback hits with a pretty good secondary playing behind him. Uh, you know, you went to green Bay. I couldn't even tell you exactly what made him so much better in green Bay system, but he obviously is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what I got to say about the guy. The guy was awesome plugging, you know, he just was always getting behind the line, always getting to the quarterback. Fantastic player interesting fact about Zadarius smith his younger brother you know what his name is no bob oh, okay <laughs> b-o-b figure after his parents named him Zadarius, and they got so many crooked looks they're going to go with the easy route on the uh, <laughs> that's, that's it. just the way you presented that was good i was expecting something very climatic there but that's great uh, you're number two guy then, I guess we're at, right? Uh, Suggs. Okay. Obviously very sad to see, see, uh, Terrell go. What do what do you think the Ravens missed about him in 2019? I think leadership. I think some really awesome press conferences. Um, him like Ed was, was coming down the other side of the hill. Uh, he wasn't the, the, Terrell Suggs of days gone by, but he'd, he'd burn up blockers. He'd, he'd, he'd burn up linemen. He'd have to, you'd have to account for him every play, which freed up somebody else. Two, two ways. I think the Ravens missed Suggs. The first was on run defense. They, they didn't have the good edge setting unit that they had in previous years. And, and Suggs is a generational edge setter. The Ravens have been so fortunate that both Suggs and Jarrett Johnson Play for this team because what it's basically mean for for most of their existence, they've been able to play the the base nickel defense, which is just you know five defensive backs and then a, a, either a four two four two five or two four five depending on how you think of it. But it's four guys the line of scrimmage backed by two inside linebackers. They've been able to play that, which oftentimes offensive coordinators force you into to try and get a better advantage against the run, and. They've been remarkable at, at the ability to stop the run in exactly that formation. So uh, Suggs was a big part of that. They obviously had great interior players. And they had great linebackers. So they had the players at all three of those uh, of those positions to make it work. In 2018, they still had the great interior guys, but they lacked the great inside linebackers and the great edge setters that they'd had before. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I, thing, I, I don't know I, if you have you been to camp before when Suggs was there. Uh, I have been, but I don't remember any particular interactions. I have met him. I got his autograph one night, and uh, he's just full of personality. Yeah. It's, that's, it's kind of the point I wanted to try and make here is that the Ravens have three pack practice fields together at their facility in Owings Mills. And they, they, they kind of rotate around because they don't want to tear them up. But they but they sometimes have, uh, you know, two action on two fields going on. It wouldn't matter where he was on that entire thing. You can still hear his voice. He's like broadcasting to everybody constantly. Every yeah. every time I went to camp, he had something funny to say. Yeah, he's. He's one of those Ravens you want to retire as a Raven. You don't want to see him in somebody else's colors. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a shame he played a year in Arizona, and and but it's not. I don't think it's a terrible thing that he went back and and, and got a ring with the Chiefs. Even though I you know I, I wish he had gotten it with the Ravens this last year, uh, but yeah. it, but it, he'll probably will retire a Raven. I'm guessing when the time comes, that he'll come back to Baltimore and sign a one day contract, if nothing else. Sure. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. All right. My number two guy is, is Pernell McPhee. Uh, the 2014 pass rush was the best in Ravens history in terms of, of well, the second best maybe in terms of, of pure sack total at 56. McPhee really drove that despite the fact Doomerville and Suggs were having fantastic sack totals on the outside. It was McPhee's inside uh, step that commanded double teams that created all kinds of over and under uh, stunt opportunities, but he had a remarkable ability to be fast off the ball into a gap, cross a player's face, and and force two blocks. And then when the other player looped, he would take advantage of the fact that there was a, a one of the two blocks peeling off him. A, a, a fa- fabulous player. I'm glad he's back. I wish he could teach something to Jalen Ferguson about the way to use his hands violently in terms of the pass rush. Certainly, certainly. Yeah, he's. You know, when you get. Suggs and Doom, you can't help but having other good players around you. You know, it's the more pressure you can put on that line, the more pressure you can put on the quarterback, just the better everything's going to be. Yep, this would be a this would be a good season for for seeing what that defensive line can contribute again with Clayus Campbell here. But uh, I, I'm I'm really hoping they can get a little more from the inside than they have in the in the last few years. Obviously, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited. You mentioned Jalene Ferguson. I'm kind of excited to see what he becomes. I, I don't think he's there yet, but there's just something about this kid's attitude and mindset that makes me think that there's going to be a lot of his jerseys out in the stadium in a few years. I hope so. He got kind of a trial by fire as a rookie with about 45% of snaps. It's very unusual for a rookie outside linebacker to play that much, particularly for the Ravens who rotate heavily and, and honestly don't give rookies the same kind of chance that they would normally get with other organizations. But, but because of McPhee's injury, uh, he really got a lot more snaps a lot earlier than people thought. And by the end of the year, I thought he was playing pretty decent run defense in terms of setting the edge. Uh, he certainly uh, wasn't consistently there, but at the end of the year, I thought he was, he was improved. Certainly. You want to name your one number one guy? Kyle Juszczyk. All right. Missing juice. All that versatility, huh? He uh, It's one of the few years I really paid attention to the draft and, you know, watched uh, who were they were picking and did some research after the pick. I mean, this guy was a Swiss Army knife. I mean, he was just 
watching his face light up when he talked about hitting people. I mean, that's that's who you want for your lead block. This he was good hands, super intense guy. It's the I just thought that uh, losing him was costly, but they made him an offer that we weren't even going to begin to touch. Yeah, he's, you know, certainly the Ravens, while they really value the fullback position and utilize a fullback regularly, they've never really paid a fullback on the second contract. And I had other guys like Ovi Muhaley in 2006 who was on an honorable mention list, but the Ravens have had, you know, a very quality run of fullbacks without ever really having to pay for it the way a lot of other teams or the way other teams could and did for Juszczyk and Mihaly in in each of those situations. Uh, I I just thought the guy was just had so much potential, had so much going for him, so useful. I just didn't see whatever it was, $45 million or whatever it was they gave him. I just, it's like, all right, good luck to you. I, I honestly don't know the amount, but I want to look it up now because that would be that would be an awful lot of money. It, it was a moment here. Yeah, it looks like he's got career earnings of about 17, 18 million now. So you might be right. Uh, current contract ends in 2020 with a base salary of five million, but that doesn't include his bonuses. I don't have the exact. I don't have the exact number here. I'm sorry. I, it, it might have been 20 million over four years, though. 21 million over four years. But anyway, it's a, that's a lot of money for a fullback, and I can see why the Ravens would not have uh, would not have done it. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, he got a ring. He got a paycheck. He's living the life. Good for him. Yeah. All right. My number. My number one guy, Adelis Thomas. Uh, 2006 season is among the greatest ever by a Raven at any position, but uh, he was he was simply astounding that year in terms of what he could do. I, I even before then, in 2005, one thing I note in in looking at the at the defensive packages by play is that the Ravens had 265 snaps that year with only three defensive backs, and Adelis Thomas was the it was the key reason that. He really could cover a tight end man on man. A guy could run like a deer, and then he'd put his hand in the dirt and be an exceptional pass rusher as well. And the Patriots signed him to a big contract at that point, and they really only got one good year out of him. But uh, the Ravens lost a player who who had exceptional value to him for a number of years there in Adelis, and uh, I was very sad to see him go, and, and even worse that it went to the Pats at the time. Yeah, no question. No question. Super athletic, again, versatile. Um, yeah, I remember him. He was fantastic. All right. Well, I have a number of, I, I'm going to run through a quick list of honorable mention people, people who didn't make the list. I have, uh, Ryan Jensen who had a big year in 2017, right before he left. Ryan Wagner in 2016 had a big year before he left. Arthur Jones, the lineman in 2013, Ray Rice was re-signed. I wasn't exactly sure how we had defined this thing. So he had a great contract year, but but then the Ravens got him back. And unfortunately, that was one of the contracts you wish you hadn't signed, as it turned out. Uh, Ray Rice, I don't know what was going on with him that last year. He was like a shell of his former self. I I didn't see the – once he's got the ball, you knew something magic was going to happen. He wasn't doing that his, his last year. Hoping that the season after that he'd bounce back, but we all know how that turned out. And 
So it's a, it's a, it was certainly a shame. Nada in 2010 was re-signed. That I would say that contract did work out, but he eventually was traded away for a for a decent return, a four and a five. Uh, Bart Scott had two great contract years with the Ravens, both 05 and 08. After that 05 season, he was in the building in Cleveland. Reportedly, the, the Ravens called him and got him re-signed out of their building, which is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. He obviously didn't want to leave the Ravens. And he got an offer from the Browns and obviously called the Ravens back and said, hey, the Browns have offered me this. And the uh, the Ravens signed him over the phone, <laughs> had him come home. Scott went to the Browns? No, he, he, he went to the Browns after the 2005 season to to uh, interview there for a, for a long-term deal. And the Ravens re-signed him to a three-year deal for uh, 06, 07, 08. Okay. And, and, yeah. and then he went to the Jets. And then he went to the Jets after 08. And that was the one where, where uh, uh, Rex Ryan, who just had, had gone from being the Ravens defensive coordinator, being the Jets head coach, starting the next year, went over to his house at 12.05 a.m. on the day that they were allowed to do it and said, hey, you're coming with me. We're going to New York, and I'm going to show you the facilities and everything. So uh, that was that pretty quickly. <laughs> I did not know that. So that's some interesting stuff. Well, Kevin, I appreciate the talk with you about this kind of interesting topic in terms of contract years and, and glad we had a chance to, to talk about this. Big news today, of course, the Ravens are going to limit attendance very severely this year if there are fans there at all, in fact, to less than 14,000 per game. Yeah, you know, I was just saying to my buddies, we try the three of us go to at least one or two games a season. There ain't no way that's going to happen this season because this is going to drive ticket prices more than through the roof. Yeah, it'd be interesting because I think the Ravens will sell them at the same price that they've that they've uh, you know said they're going to sell them to the season ticket holders. But uh, yeah, I do expect a secondary market to be a big markup this year, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. Yeah, right. Kevin, appreciate you coming on. People can find you again on Reddit and your K Dog seventy four sixty nine on Reddit if they want to have a good football discussion with you there. Right? Yep. All right, appreciate you coming on, buddy. Uh, let me know if you have another idea for, for a short in the future. All right, Ken, we'll talk soon. All right. And, uh, to other folks out there who might have an idea for a short, if you've got something interesting, interesting topic you'd like to talk about, uh, regarding football, please give me a contact. Usually the best way is by either email at filmstudy21 at verizon.net, or you can contact me on Twitter where I'm at filmstudyravens and we'll get together and, uh, and have a discussion about football. I, I love to do these, uh, on almost a nightly basis. Anyway, thanks again, Kevin. Appreciate it. Talk to you next time. Yep. Have a good night.
Birdland Sports. For fans, by fans. Find more great shows like this at birdlandsports.com. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first two-in-one removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.